Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello and welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. This is episode 52. I'm really excited to be joined today by Jen, who is the holistic health boss, and she supports busy health-minded professionals in taking back control of their health by giving them access to the right labs, which we're going to talk about today, and resources so they can find the missing pieces of their health puzzle and actually fix what's wrong instead of just covering it up with a Band-Aid. So Jen, welcome (laughs) to the show. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I loved, I was like, you know, went back and was preparing for our show today and looking at the you know, title of your podcast. I was like, oh yeah, this is like totally why we're connected because, um, you know, these, I feel like I'm a high performing woman, like a woman. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what actually wound me up. And probably the decline in my health was some of that, like over perfectionist, like super A type personality, always wanting to perform. So I'm sure we'll get into a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> that stuff today. That's a thing like, for sure. Yes, it's definitely a thing. And, um, and I also, you know, think that that's who we kind of naturally are. So it's like, how do we balance both, like be high performing women mm-hmm. at the same time of like having, the experience in our life and our health that we want to be having, you know, so thanks for having me here. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. And so our plan is we're going to dive into all things thyroid. But um, before we do, I'd love to just know, you know, have you share a little bit about how you got into doing what you do? um, And kind of your your story? Yeah, well, long story short, I'll keep it as short as possible. (laughs) There. I, you know, studied fitness, nutrition, and health in uh, college and, you know, wanted to become like a sports psychologist and get into the area of like athletics in a way. And kind of, I took a turn in that path and got into personal training and thought that that Mm -hmm. was the bee's knees where to be in terms of helping people like, you know, feel really good in their bodies and, and, you know, feel really good health wise. And through that process, um, I started to recognize that the you know, the things that we've been conditioned to think about health and, you know, weight loss and just feeling good weren't actually proving to be true. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this idea of like calories in versus calories out, like the answer to the question always like, you know, you want to improve your health or you want to lose weight, like eat less and move more. And that just wasn't Mm -hmm. really working out for myself as well as it wasn't working out for my clients. And through that process, or that time in my life, I was also also noticing a decline in my health where I had seasonal allergies that I had developed that I'd never had before previously. And they were getting continuously worse over time. I mean, I would get ear infections um, when the seasons would change here in San Diego. Yes, we have seasons in San Diego. <laughs> um, that would take me out for three days at a time. And Um, I was also just really struggling to maintain my weight, even though I was doing, you know, quote unquote, all the right things, Mm -hmm. Um, definitely dealing with fatigue. I mean, I remember 
getting a double Americano from Starbucks in the afternoon and just like literally struggling to keep my eyes open when I was training clients and odd things started happening. Like one day I got super nauseous after using like a permanent, you know, Sharpie marker and just little Mm -hmm. things here and there started popping up. And then when I was, I was diagnosed with skin cancer around the age of 24 and yes, I live in sunny San Diego, but I wasn't like an obsessive sunbather and there was no prior family history. So it really kind of triggered me to look within and go, okay, this got, this has to be a product of like my environment, like something else that's going on in my body, like starting to add up all of these clues essentially. And that's when I started to kind of look for answers outward and start and stumbled across like the functional health world and Mm -hmm. specifically a training um, called functional diagnostic nutrition. I heard Reed Davis, the founder speak and he gave this amazing presentation about the physiological aspects of the body. And I was just, it was like all the pieces of the puzzle became super clear. And I was so surprised after taking like physiology class and biology and, you know, all of these things that I had to take in school that why hadn't anybody ever talked about the systems of the body like this and how they interact with each other. And so I dove into that work through that process, did a bunch of functional lab testing on myself, found out that I had high um, oxidative stress, which like equates to mm-hmm. cellular DNA damage. I had a congested liver. So I probably had all these toxins built up in my body that were then just fueling the fire for cancer. I had bacterial overgrowth going on in my gut. I had all kinds of hormone imbalances that were happening. And so needless to say, like I fixed all that stuff. Yeah. I'm sitting here with you over 10 years, skin cancer free. It never came back, which is awesome. awesome. Uh, and as related to thyroid a little bit later in my journey after doing all of that, cause life still happens, you know, mm-hmm. um, a couple of years after I was like feeling great and back to just like my normal, healthy self, uh, we had toxic mold in our home mm-hmm. and unknowingly for a period of time, which then kind of triggered a decline in my health again, um, elevating estrogen levels, triggering, uh, thyroid dysfunction, Hashimoto's that, I then had to dive in a little bit deeper and do some more work in that area. So I help with the people that I work with, I help clients in all these different spaces of their lives and recognizing that life is still going to happen, but we can be doing things on a daily basis to really prevent some of those big things like skin cancer, you know, risks. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also to support our bodies when the unknown happens to us, like something like mold, you know, the things that we can't predict essentially. Absolutely. And I think there's, there's so many directions we can go with this conversation, actually. <laughs> but, you know, the, a couple of the things you said, I think really resonate with a lot of the, you know, the listeners to the show and, and for me and the clients that I serve as well. And that's like, life still happens, right? There, there's still stuff yeah. going on, but there's also, you know, the frustration that comes when you feel like you're, you've tried all the things or you're doing all the things and like, why isn't this working, especially with weight loss? And I've even been experiencing this this year, um, in the past two years, I would say myself, you know, I've hit my mid thirties and I suddenly weigh more than I ever have. And it's like, I eat really well and I know all this stuff and I help other women with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is going on? So, <laughs> you know, and, and intellectually, I know like it, it has to do with stress and it has to do with a couple other things Mm -hmm. like environmental and so it's important I think to look at you know it's not just uh like oh your thyroid's bad like you know it's I think it's one in eight women in the U.S. have a thyroid issue or will Mm -hmm. develop one at some point in their life but it's identifying what's causing that and so you know it's it's really looking 
at it from a holistic perspective, which I do. And I, I know you do as the mm-hmm. holistic health boss. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's kind of dive in. And I think this relates to, you know, really anything, but we, we decided we'd focus in on thyroid a little bit on, on our conversation. So, you know, what tests, like, what were the things that really helped you identify stuff? Cause obviously you did tests that had mm-hmm. things going on. So what do you then do with that? Like, where do you get yeah. there and what and should I, you look for? And I think that's a great question to start with. Cause it goes back to that frustration piece, you know, that mm-hmm. so many of us have experienced, like I was going to, you know, my um, general practitioner and, and having blood work done and everything was coming back normal. And they were telling me that I was a picture of perfect health, like, cause I exercised and ate healthy mm-hmm. and my cholesterol was in range and my blood pressure was in range and my heart, my resting heart rate was nice and low. I was like, you guys, I don't feel that way. And so it's kind of frustrating because you feel like nobody's listening, you know, and you don't know what to do. So, um, some of the functional tests that I really focus in on and that I, run with people are not blood-based. I think that there's a a time and place for blood testing and it can provide us with some clues. And at the same time, you know, even when I'm running like a blood chemistry panel, like a a complete blood chemistry panel, a CBC panel, as we call it sometimes, Mm -hmm. it always kind of points back, at least for me to like, look at some of these functional aspects of the body. So a lot of the testing that I do is actually urine, stool, saliva, or even hair-based. So like mm-hmm. running a, uh, a urine hormone test, something like Precision Analytica's Dutch test that looks mm-hmm. at like actually three different estrogens versus on a blood test, you usually get one, maybe two if you're lucky, but it also looks at estrogen metabolism. So we can see how estrogen is being broken down and processed like through the liver, which can give us insights about liver and detoxification and blood sugar balance and everything. And it also looks at testosterone DHEAS and cortisol, um, which cortisol you can test on a blood test, but it, it really misses a lot of the pieces because cortisol is rhythmic. It has different variances throughout the day. So in order to accurately assess it, you need to be doing at least a four point or sometimes a six point measurement, you know, throughout a 24 hour period to see what that rhythm really looks like. And you're not going to get your blood drawn, you know, four to six times, you know, during the day to look at that. Plus blood tests are looking typically at bound hormone. That's actually not available for cellular use. So we can look at these urine or saliva based testing. That's looking at the active available hormone, which is just looking at a different side of the picture. Like both of them have insights and clues, but if you're not getting the clues that you need from one kind of test, you should know that there's these other tests out here that can look at it from a different angle essentially. And then Um, I almost always run a stool sample test on clients to look at intestinal health. That's where we can see things like parasites, bacteria, yeast overgrowth, as I was mentioning, that was definitely problematic for me because over time, you know, our immune system, our intestinal lining gets worn down from all these environmental and lifestyle factors, and we can become really good hosts and susceptible to things like these gut bugs essentially, and they wreak havoc internally. They create a lot of internal toxicity, inflammation, they impact, negatively impact the absorption of nutrients um, and our immune health in a big way. So when, you know, somebody has um, all these health issues going on, we want to look at like, what are all those contributing factors so that we can assess, 
you know, minimizing inflammation, minimizing toxic levels, minimizing the destruction that's happening and help them restore health. And then I really like to complement those tests oftentimes with like a hair tissue mineral analysis. So it's a simple hair sample, looks at all the mineral balances going on in the body. We can often look at some toxic elements like mercury, lead, cadmium, arsenic as well too. So that can give us some further insights about detoxification and possible environmental um, exposures that might be impacting somebody's health negatively. Uh, I really like to run a food sensitivity test often, which that one is blood-based. That's like really the only and best way to, to test for, for food sensitivities. And that yeah. would be a, a blood draw. It would be my preference most often. I occasionally with clients internationally or depending on the restrictions might do a blood spot test, mm -hmm. which just gives us some clues, but the full blood draw is going to give us a bigger picture around those things. And then um, I often will do something called metabolic typing too, which looks at the genetic makeup of somebody like, are they more sympathetic or parasympathetic driven? Are they fast oxidizers or slow oxidizers, which really equates to how do they metabolize food? Do they do better with fast burning fuels like, like carbohydrates or slow burning fuel like proteins and fats? Because depending on what their body um, digests better, like that can help deliver nutrients better. It can relieve digestive stress and it can reduce inflammation, blood sugar imbalances and all types of things as well too. So doing a series of tests like that really helps to give me the whole picture of somebody's hormone, immune digestion, detoxification, energy, and nervous system. And that, you know, in a thyroid cases, we're kind of talking about thyroid gives that bigger picture as to what's, what is impacting thyroid that may have it off. You know, a lot of times people come to me and they already know that they have a thyroid issue. And so we're really looking for some of those underlying contributing factors. Um, and if they don't know that they have a thyroid issue, the Dutch test can actually give us some insights about thyroid um, where there after that we might go, okay, let's now run a specific thyroid test based on this picture that we're seeing to see if that's part of the overall big picture here too. Yeah, I really, um, I utilize the Dutch test a lot in my practice as well. And what, you know, I think what's so interesting about it and even everything, you know, this full encompassing picture that you've talked about is, you know, if we zone in on thyroid, there's your gut can be affecting it. Your brain health can be affecting it. Your, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just about, oh, my TSH is off. It's about, right. you know, where, where's the breakdown and what's the issue. And so, you know, when you really identify that, it's very possible to overcome, you know, mm -hmm. being diagnosed as hypo or hyper, you know, or being defined as normal and feeling like you have symptoms. Right. No, yeah. Or like people who say like, I've been on medication forever and I just don't feel better. And like my antibodies, if they are, if they're in the Hashimoto's kind of um, autoimmune state, they're like my, ano mm -hmm. I can't get my antibodies down. So we have to start looking externally. Like, what are some of these things? And like, I like to say yeah. is that your body didn't just wake up one day and decide to have a dysfunctional thyroid. Like right. something is going on here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Something led to this. None of us are born with like, Oh, this part right. just doesn't work well. Mm -hmm. um, but in Western medicine in particular, I feel like we treat it that way. And, you know, yeah. Which there's a yeah. time and place for that. Right. You know, sometimes yeah. like, it's always like, uh, like if you're having a heart attack, don't call your don't call me like you need to go, <laughs> go to the emergency room and, and work yeah. with a cardiac person, or, or if you're having a stroke, you know, those kinds of things. But even then 
we then want to backtrack that situation and go, well, what, why did you have a heart attack? What led to that stroke? Like, how do we prevent this stuff in the future? I think that um, commonly what the problem is, is that in a general perspective is that our Western-based medicine system is reactive instead of proactive. So exactly. it's when you have those, you know, kind of events, then let's take action versus how do we just proactively prevent something like this from happening? Yeah. And that's, I think, you know, well, given who listens to my show and all that, it's, it's becoming more mainstream to have mm-hmm. that approach, but um, this is a little off topic, but I'm just going to share this story. In any case, I talk about this a lot. My dad actually had a heart attack, um, I think four years ago, and he's like the picture of health, right? He, he runs all the time. The day he had a heart attack, he roughed two soccer games, climbed a mountain and went on a bike ride. Like he's not, he's, you know, very fit. No, you know, not overweight, no high blood pressure, none of that stuff, but he had a heart attack. And so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like he, he recovered and he's had to slow down a little bit, but my whole thought process was, well, what happened that someone who is the picture of health in our, our mm-hmm. world, right, had a heart attack. And it ultimately it came down to stress and just he had too high chronic stress for too long and it affected things. But, you know, it's, it's interesting to kind of flip stuff on the head and, mm-hmm. and look at it from, you know, from more of this holistic perspective. Yeah. Um, and also recognize that like just what you see on the external doesn't necessarily reflect what's going on internally, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's going back to this concept of, you know, calories in like eat less, move more is not the actual formula to no. like optimal health. <laughs> it's not, or weight loss. Yeah. He was moving a ton. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And so it's not, you know, and I think that's, we could talk about that, you know, the definition of health that we all attach to is, well, if I look good and feel good, then I must be healthy. Mm-hmm. And the reality is what's going on on the inside can be a lot of stuff that doesn't have you feeling healthy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. So for those who are listening to this and, you know, maybe, maybe they've had some labs done, maybe they have a diagnosis, maybe they don't, maybe they're like, I just feel like crap and I'm trying all the things and don't know, you know, where do I go? Where do you suggest starting in either finding answers or just starting to do something? Cause the whole push yourself harder to work out and eat less generally backfires, especially when we're talking about hormone stuff. Yes, exactly. And like, that's the exact opposite approach that you want to take, especially if you're feeling like low energy fatigue, if you're not sleeping good, those are some telltale signs that your body's probably at this brink of like exhaustion and depletion. And so pushing it even farther with exercise or restricting even more with food is just going to maybe like tip it over the edge, you know, to where you don't want to be for sure. So I am in the mindset of test, don't guess. Um, And this is where I think like a lot of people get frustrated too, is that they're taking a shot in the dark. You know, there's um, a lot of dietary approaches, theories out there at this point in time. And what works for one person is not going to work for the next. Like, you know, I like to say that you're unique and therefore your diet probably should be too. And so we really have to take a look at what's right for you because there's a difference between eating healthy and eating right for your body. Like eating right right for your body will incorporate healthy food, but not all healthy food is right for your body, for example. So this is where like something like food sensitivity testing and metabolic typing testing, um, which was transformative for me can be really helpful because you may be eating, like we can all globally agree that like a banana is a healthy food, super high in Mm -hmm. potassium and all these nutrients, but 
for example, if you don't tolerate carbohydrates very well, that's going to be loaded with carbohydrates. It's going to cause blood sugar imbalances. Um, if you have a reaction, like you're having a, a food sensitivity type of reaction, which is different than um, a food allergy, it can be causing internal inflammation and stress, which is, you know, contributing to this cascade of things downstream in the body. And so we really, the testing piece I think is really critical because then when we do yeah. the testing, we have objective data and there we can go, okay, now we can see it's like a crime scene. Your health situation is a crime scene. So what does a detective do? They go in and they collect all the clues. They collect hair samples, blood samples. They test to put together the information about the crime scene. So we can think of our health in that same way. And then we can use this objective data to really guide recommendations for diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, supplementation, like going back to the Dutch test, as we were saying, mm -hmm. that's a really good one to see. Like I have clients that'll come to me and they'll say, well, I've tried keto, you know, they've tried whole 30 paleo keto, nothing's working. And keto is oftentimes one of the more recent things that they've done. But when we look at that Dutch test and we see how dysregulated the hormones are, I'm like, keto actually isn't the right thing for you right now. Yeah. And not to be saying that you should be eating two to 300 you know, grams of carbs per day, but we need to find something that's going to fit your body at this point in time so that we can get your adrenals and the hormones back online, essentially, you know, exactly. so I yeah. definitely think that um, working with a functional, like health-minded practitioner, like one of us is that key starting point. It's going to save you time and money from mm -hmm. like trying things like taking that shot in the dark and trying to figure it out elsewise, you know, and then once I do that testing, I usually start with diet. Like that's the first thing that we work on. Um, cause I found that there's usually a lot of opportunity to make some tweaks and adjustment with diet. They're going to have a direct and immediate impact in somebody's um, ability to feel better, whether that's like yeah. cutting out inflammatory foods mm -hmm. or adjusting their um, intake of like the ratio of protein, carbs, and fats that they're eating. So they're getting the right things that they need for their body. And if we can do that, those things usually help to like start to improve things like sleep and energy levels throughout the day that gives them the ability uh, to focus on working on maybe some of the other aspects of their health routine or their lifestyle because they are have that immediate kind of boost in energy and just overall feeling better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I take a similar approach actually. Um, and mine's slightly different from yours. I usually, we cut out all the inflammatory foods and um, do like a pretty strict detox. And then I test because mm -hmm. a lot of times some hormone stuff will resolve through that. Yeah. But you know, when we still have issues, then we know there's lots, that's, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot under there and we got to really target, you know, what does the individual need? Um, so it's, exactly it's similar. And that's like the beauty of working with like an expert like us is that we can assess a client based on what's going on with them and make some really educated um, like assessments on what it is that's, you know, going on and where are some things that can provide some immediate relief, you know, for them right now or some immediate improvement. I mean, it's never going to hurt anybody to go on an anti-inflammatory diet, right? No. <laughs> Not at so. all. And great things happen when you do. So. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Um, great. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving all, all of this conversation. So, you know, as we're 
we're talking about this, like, so I, I was just going to share it. Like I, I was the person that, you know, I'm a chiropractor. That's my original hat. And I love that profession, but it honestly gave me a lot of my health and like wellness education. Mm -hmm. But then about five years ago, I kind of totally fell apart with health. Like my wrist was torn to shreds. I had thyroid problems. I was losing my voice. My hair was falling out. I started putting on weight and like just all this stuff. And so I went on a journey of figuring myself out and that's ultimately mm -hmm. what led me to what I do now. But, you know, I think there's, there's something to be said for it. You don't have to do that. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yes. like, if you're listening to the show, there's a reason why people like me and you and, uh, you know, other guests that I've had on the show, like we've done the three extra certifications or whatever, past whatever we originally did to, you know, understand this stuff and help Mm -hmm. hold your hand and give you the guidance to really get there. So I think that's a huge, huge key. And it's, it's a difference with healthcare and looking at it, you know, from more of the coaching perspective, which I know you are too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not about necessarily telling what you what to do. It's about like, here's the picture of where we're at. Here's, you know, some of the stuff we need to do, like, where do you want to start and what's going to actually be sustainable for you? Yeah. So um, exactly. And I like to blend a lot of I guess, modalities in there too, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, um, part of my experience, especially in healing my thyroid, like, you know, I was telling my story a little bit earlier where I had that first hurdle that I overcame with skin cancer. And that was one of the first kind of, you know, slaps in the face of Jen, you can't keep moving through life in the same way that you're doing it because, it's contributing to this decline. Like it was like, I would get up in the morning, I would work out super hard, like Olympic lift. I would go work 12 hours in a gym, like mm -hmm. high pressure sales environment. I would go um, home. I would eat. I just remember going home feeling exhausted, like yeah. eat, go to sleep. I was not eating organic at the time. I was like microwaving chicken in plastic, <laughs> <laughs> but no. it was like boneless, skinless chicken breast and broccoli. So it was healthy. Right. Right. right? <laughs> and then get up the next morning and hit repeat and just being exhausted. And then on the weekends, I would like binge on socializing and just, I was mm -hmm. constantly running my body into a state of depletion. And I was, you know, there was a period of time where I was doing fitness shows and like you know, our body will do anything that we ask it to, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we should. So listeners right. out there, you know, like, because this is the high performing women. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just because you, you know, you think that you should maybe doesn't really mean that you necessarily should learn from our lessons here. Like don't get to that point of like burnout and exhaustion and, and complete like, you know, depletion, start to recognize these things. Cause when I look back, I can see, I'm like, my body was talking to me, it was telling me, mm -hmm. I mean, from the point of, you know, when that Sharpie marker made me nauseous and sick to the point of like skin cancer diagnosis, it was a couple of years. And from the point of developing seasonal allergies and severe ear infections to the skin cancer diagnosis, it was a couple of years also. I mean, I can look all the right. way back to like when I started my menstrual cycle, when I was a teenager, I had painful or regular periods right from the get-go. And at the time the solution was birth control. I was on birth control yeah. for 17 years. Like, oh my gosh. and I look back, you know, I recently wrote a chapter in a book that I'm collaborating with some colleagues on. And in going through this part of my story is like, I basically abused birth control, like, because I just didn't yeah. know how to take care of or respect my body at the time. And I would, I got to a point where I just skipped the placebo pills all the time. So I didn't have a period for years, which is not good, you know, no. for our yeah. body. No. So 
this first hurdle in my health, like really helped me to see the light a little bit and understand this. And then when we had the mold and I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and had thyroid stuff going on, it was like another opportunity to say, okay, how do you get even better at how you do life that supports your health? And so that's where I went in, um, actually started to like learn more about the metaphysical aspects of the body. Like I'm Reiki certified and understanding the chakras and the Mm -hmm. movement of chi through the body and really working on opening up the throat chakra and like recognizing how, um, like the throat chakra is part of the body it rules the thyroid, but it's like our center of communication. And so there was, mm-hmm. you know, looking at through different points in my life where maybe I wasn't standing up for myself when I wasn't mm-hmm. communicating, I was blocking that throat chakra and which was kind of unusual to think about because I've always been, um, an outgoing person, like social, like I took all the AP classes in school. Like I was on student council. Like I did all the things like that kind of natural born leader personality, but there was still right. a, a piece of me that wasn't fully expressing myself, you know? Yeah. Um, and then also that was the point where I reckon I realized that I had to dial back exercise, like in that beginning part of getting over the Hashimoto's hump and healing and reversing that I committed. It was like, I was doing all the things like we've been talking about. I was Mm -hmm. like doing, I was a modified AIP diet. I was like taking all the supplements. I was going to bed super early, like doing a castor oil pack, like (laughs) four times a week. And I was just progress was coming along slowly. And it was frustrating because I was still going to the gym and lifting like Mm -hmm. I thought I could, you know? So I committed to just 30 days of yoga and running or, and walking, excuse me. And when I did that, I started making leaps and bounds, you know, because I wasn't driving my body into the ground anymore when it was trying to go through this healing process. And now that's a perspective that I have of like, I still love to live a very busy life, but I also have that like, you know, recognition of balance Like Mm -hmm. I worked all day on Saturday doing a workshop. So on Sunday I went for a nice long walk and I did yoga and I spent the day outside with friends. That was my balance from being on screen and not, you know, having that full day of rest like I normally would have. Right. Yeah. And I think it's so key. And I know I've been guilty of this because I've, you know, been an entrepreneur and I, I started my first practice when my son was six weeks old and basically built it as a single mom and it like doubled every year for four (laughs) years. Right. (laughs) And I hit a certain point and I was like, I just bought and remodeled this, you know, gorgeous 6,000 square foot building. And I, I walked upstairs at one point, I think I've told the story from that before, but you know, I just looked around and I'm like, this is not the dream. Like I was exhausted. Yeah. And so, you know, and it can be scary, you know, sometimes it can be confronting. You might be listening to this and know exactly what needs to change. Like I needed to change my having 12 staff and a huge building and, you know, what my business structure looked like, I had to do that. And it was painful. And, you know, before that, it was actually going through a divorce. Like sometimes there's huge things that really need to change, but we have to be willing to, you know, bring the mindfulness to it and to, I think, just be open to the, Mm -hmm. you know, you talked a bit about the metaphysical and I love this conversation because I've been studying quantum (laughs) physics and I'm just like, we can talk about all this stuff now, but, um, you know, when you, you just have to be like, open yourself up to the possibility of change and to, you know, you can't be, as long as we stay stuck in like, well, this is never going to change. You know, I'm always going to be like this. And, you know, I'm just stuck in, in whatever this is like, 
you probably will stay stuck and you will continue to be sick and not feel well and worse things will develop over time you have to be willing to interrupt that pattern and do something new and that's really what we're talking about yeah I mean that's the definition of insanity right like the definition of insanity (laughs) is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different outcome and I will tell you know my clients and I will talk about that quite often when there's that resistance to change sometimes which is totally natural and um, normal to have like it's our it's actually a part of our the oldest part of our brain, the critter brain, which will have us repeat the same things over and over again, because it knows that it's survivable. Like mm-hmm. this is that like, you know, innate, it's like our instinct. Um, and it'll have us repeat these patterns because it's survivable, even though they may not be actually healthy for us. And this is the same right. reason as to like, why, you know, either yourself or you have no friends that like continue to go back to like bad relationships. And you're, you're just like, why, does this happen? You know, why are they keep doing this? Or why do I keep doing this? It's that part of that critter brain. And so some of the work that we have to look at is like the belief systems, like Mm -hmm. creating a new belief around that. Right. Cause like our beliefs will dictate our experience and then our experience will confirm our beliefs. And so if we, you know, believe that we're never going to get better, or this is just a part of getting older, older than that is the experience that you will have. I mean, I had a similar experience as you were probably around the same age, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and when I started before I figured out the mold and the thyroid problem, I had over the course of two years put on 15 pounds. And so mm-hmm. this was like somewhere it's like after I turned 30, so probably like, you know, 31 to like 33 timeframe. Yeah. And literally like, I was even asking some of my colleagues and stuff and you know, people were saying, well, you're kind of at that mid thirties range where your hormones are shifting. And I was like, everything changes. Yeah. I was like, no, I was like, I know my body, like, this is not like that. This is something else that's going on. So we also know our bodies better than anybody else does. And we have to listen to that, you know, intuition and hold space for that. The that it is possible to have a different experience. Like I like to say, yeah. And I would say that you, Dr. Alex, fall into this line of work. Like we're in the business of making the impossible possible because mm-hmm. when we look at these different um, angles and outlooks and, and things of what's going on, there's a huge potential for healing that's there that just is not mm-hmm. being addressed in you know so many different ways, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, I had a thought there, but we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's about so much more than just what your labs say, or, you know, the next medication to take or the next diet to follow, or it's really about unpacking you on multiple levels. Yeah. (laughs) To get to the root of it. Something like we were talking about with um, like the digestive stuff, you know, I said, I mentioned earlier, you know, gut bugs, like parasites, bacteria, Mm -hmm. yeast overgrowth. Well, if you have that kind of stuff going on, you have to ask yourself, like, why are you a good host for that? How have you created an environment for those things to thrive in there? And it's a combination of things. It's the foods that you're eating, like the sugar or the carbs that they feed off of, that they love, right? Right. It's the inflammatory foods that we were talking about that then, you know, um, strain the immune system. So you don't have the immunity to fight them off and keep them under control like you normally would. It is the negative thoughts. Like when we 
or emotional stress, like emotional stress or negative thoughts will create like negative biochemicals in the body and biofilms that create this like perfect environment. So it's multifactorial and how it occurs. And it's also multifaceted in how you ad- address it basically. Yeah. I keep telling the story of, I actually use a product line that clean, like scrubs the gut of biofilms and parasites and all that oh, stuff. And what do you uh, use? Um, it's Cellcore Biosciences. Oh yeah. They've yeah, got yeah. great stuff. They do. Um, so I had a, a client recently who was like really into it and she, you know, distilled everything in alcohol and like measured it. And it was nine and a half feet of <gasps> biofilm Whoa. that came out. And I, you know, and so for those of you listening, like I, I don't do anything that, or ask anyone to do anything I haven't done myself. So, you know, I didn't get nine and a half feet, but I got some too, even though I'm healthy and I've been on my food journey for 16 years and, you know, mm-hmm. eating eat clean and all that stuff. And so we can like just the accumulation of what's happened to us in our life. And you shared a little bit about that too, just, you know, going, I can go back to my childhood too. Like I had a, a vaccine reaction actually when I was 11. And that was oh. kind of the start of a downhill spiral for me with a lot of health issues but you know, it's all that stuff. So even if you feel like you've been, you know, on this journey or doing the right stuff for a while, you still have X, Mm -hmm. you know, however many years that we still have to have to deal with and clean out. Yeah. Well, like we were saying earlier, like life still happens. Yeah. (laughs) COVID happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, stuff can happen. I always equate it to, and like, there's not a lot of this because of COVID right now, but mm-hmm. um, like traffic, you can't predict traffic. I couldn't predict that I was going to have mold in my house. Like we just can't right. predict that these situations are going to happen, but we can be, you know, better equipped to um, when they do happen based on how we support our bodies. Like that more going back to that proactive concept, that proactive approach mm-hmm. that if we're just proactive about taking better cares of ourselves, if we go through these process, like I'm so grateful that I went through the previous process of figuring out skin cancer and cleaning up my gut and like restoring balance to my hormones, because Mm -hmm. had I not done that, and then I had mold, I would have been in a way worse place. It's like, I had a lifesaver wrapped around me that was keeping me afloat basically. Um, And I was able to bounce back like really quickly out of it too. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so it's about, and it takes time too. It's about building habits and retraining yourself to, mm-hmm. you know, look at things differently and approach things differently and feel confident in that. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. Well, where can people go to learn more about you or? Yeah. Um, well, I love to carry on this conversation over on Instagram. I talk about these things all the time. That's one of the places that I'm probably the most active is over there sharing stories and reels and IGTV stuff that we're talking about with all kinds of tips and tools and inspiration and motivation. And people can feel free to message me over there. I check that awesome. quite often. Um, I also and you're the I, holistic health boss. Yeah. I'll put the link in the show notes. But yeah, yeah. It's holistic yeah. health boss with a W just like whole person, whole foods, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. And, um, I also write a pretty regular blog on my website. So you can go to holistichealthboss.com written quite a few things about thyroid, like we've been talking about today, gut health and all how this is all related. And, um, I do have a Facebook page as well. I'm not as active over there. So definitely my website and Instagram are the best places to find me. Awesome. Well, and I think in wrapping this up, we can say your thyroid's about way more than just your thyroid. You can't tell from our conversation. <laughs> yes, so, it is. Yeah. It definitely is. So yeah. 
um, and be happy to answer more thyroid questions that people have if they want to hit me up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a lot of fun to have you on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, impeccable health for high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.